this to make it 28 to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Toss to White. He's in. What a comeback. All right, welcome to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. This one coming from location, Destin, Florida, right outside of Sammy's Bar and Grill. Bar and Grill, Sammy Shop, yep. So, this is where it all started, the whole idea of having a podcast where we just talk about saints and other shit and just kind of talk out of our ass with no real information. Yeah, absolutely. So, speaking of talking out of the ass with no real information, I'm going to turn it over to Corey, the man of the hour, bachelor party weekend. What you yeah, got, bud? Yep, yep. Getting married in December. And, uh, you know, we do, so like Max said, we're, we're on location. We're in Destin, Florida. Uh, every year, the three of us and some other friends, we make a, a beach trip. And it's either been Gulf Shores or, or Destin. Uh, this year, we're in Destin. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, it kind of ties into, I guess, quasi bachelor party i'm 38 kind of too old for that kind of shit nowadays but i no, felt like not. we had to <laughs> yeah like we had to pay some homage to the fact that yeah like max said the the whole idea of a podcast of doing a podcast uh you know we had this uh debate you know max and nick were just one year going at it we had brandon cooks on the team and the panthers had calvin benjamin and then this whole shitstorm argument started about like you know is Brandon Cooks worth it? He can't high point the ball. And I forget which one of y'all was Team Cooks and which one was... I was Team Cooks. He was... Yeah, not. and Max, you're like, no, he's worth it. He's a he's a good wide receiver. And Nick's like, he could never high point a ball. He's never going to be that guy. That was the game and, where he didn't high point the ball. He lost <laughs> on the throw to the end zone against Carolina, yeah. right? And, but uh, but point of bringing that, that story is that, you know, there was three of us, but we weren't the only ones in that trip. We had every, you know, all of our friends there, another seven or eight guys in, in addition to us. But, like... Everybody in the room was like transfixed on that debate, and you know, and I jumped in a couple points, like maybe trying to moderate a little bit. Like I don't know, like, but that's not exactly the stat he has, Max, or whatever. But y'all two just went at it so hard. Everyone was just like, "How is this going to end?" Everyone's fixated and looking, and, it's, well, and so it's matriculated from there. That's how we always talk. But then the more we talked to everybody, everybody was like, we were entertained just listening to y'all go after each other. Like, that was fun, <laughs> you know? And so it was at a beach trip when that happened. Here we are, uh, year, I don't know, it's just like the 10th, 11th year we've been doing this. And so, you know, like like we say, we're, uh, we're refreshing. It's nine or 10, I think. Yeah. And ironically, we're having the same discussions that we had about Brandon Cooks, about With Chris Olave. Chris Olave, I mean. And this is so, Max and I's forever debate about draft oh, yeah. capital and yeah. trading multiple picks to get one player. And if it's an offensive player, Max is all for it. If it's a defensive player, he's completely against it. I hate yeah. it regardless. And we have the <laughs> same discussion every It, it comes time. up a lot. But what's cool about it is, you know, we can move on to X's and O's after this. But what's cool about it is that, like, yeah, this is kind of where it all started. We're refreshing the feed this weekend. Uh, Twitter streets have been hot. So we're at the beach. And we're having a damn good time with some damn good, damn good guys. And back where it all started. But uh, we can kind of call this a re, uh, overall, though. Recentering, maybe a preview pod, but a half kind of preview pod because you'll probably only have 24 hours to listen to this. Uh, what, you, what you got on that, Max? Well, I went the or segue Nick, Max was got, doing with Alave, and now we're here. Yeah, with let's, let's segue to the X's and O's. He had a know. big week this week. 
Yeah, he did. 70 and a 35. I mean, that's, a, that's some good numbers. Best stats of his weekend. Got to love the, the speed coming out of Chris Olave. When y'all text, one of y'all text, I don't remember which one, and it was like, hey, the body cam footage is out of Olave. I mean, how amped would you have been if it was Steven Seagal arresting Chris Olave? <laughs> Dude, that would have been amazing. Well, well, Steven Seagal was actually deputized yeah. by the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office as like at first an honorary deputy but he went all Steven Seagal mode and he's like no I'm going on the streets and making arrests he did and uh, as like the fat ass 70 year old that he was didn't they do a TV show on that or yeah, something? Yeah, he, he yeah. did. He stayed there for months just actually in, being a cop just re- well imagine him being like I'm making a difference on the street you know Lavi's like I play for the Saints you know just having a fucking face off like, <laughs> and Seagal kicks him in the yeah. face with a roundhouse roundhouse <laughs> Jesus. The fattest roundhouse in history. Yeah. yeah. It's a roundhouse, yeah. literally. <laughs> That's the best way to describe them. I see what you did there, Nick. That was like good. That. That, was, that was on my level of, uh, of that was, dad joke. That was a uh, Corey dad joke. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was funnier than Corey's jokes. Let's be real. <laughs> my jokes are hilarious. It's, uh, it, yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, all right. So we got the Colts coming up t- tomorrow. We're recording this on a Saturday. Um, do y'all have any initial thoughts on you know that game? I mean, it's kind of hard. To pre- it's hard to predict this team now. You know, the, we predict them to lose, they win. We predict them to win, they lose. I mean, so how do y'all feel going into it? Well, we've predicted in- them like... You have not predicted us to lose yet. I haven't. You and have y'all not. have once and y'all were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we no, 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 no. I you predicted them right. to lose last week. I was right. Max actually was pretty spot on yeah. with his prediction. Oh, you picked them to lose last week? I yeah. didn't remember that. Because Max's prediction, if you go back and listen, was like, okay, so... Well, maybe you didn't predict like us moving the ball well in the first half, but... It, Max, like, it's going to be a close game. We're, I don't know if you said we're going to be winning at some point, but you basically said it's going to come down to the last play. I mean, you said it's going to be a heartbreaker, uh, and you were, you were spot on on that. The one and thing that didn't... the groupie miss again. We predicted another yeah, groupie miss. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, and the shank off the... Uh, not shank, but it hit, when it hit the upright, I mean, it went in, but remember when we scored to tie it, I looked at my brother who was sitting next to me, and I was like... We're going to miss it. I said, groupie has to make this extra point, and then he hits it off the upright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not shocking. Yeah. Not shocking. But um, we covered I, that in depth last time too. That they haven't done anything with Groupie. Well, or well, they did nothing in the long, the long weekend, the, the pseudo bye week. You know, we thought right. this might have been an opportunity. At least for, bring someone in to scare him or something. Just something. It's bring in or, or the punter. Yeah. Like we're not talking about how Headley kicks what like a thirty-something yard punt. At give crunch great, time at the great end. Great field position for them. Give yep. them great field position. They go right down the field and score. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't be kicking a 30-something yard punt in a situation like that. No. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, we've had a whole week go by since our last recording. Our last recording was on a Sunday after the Jags game. So, we had hoped that maybe Monday or Tuesday would have been the day if they were going to do anything, that they would do anything. But this was floating around a lot. Uh, Underhill said it. Other guys said it. That, like – the way the game went down in the second half, in the fourth quarter, with that comeback and the offense actually looking competent in the hurry up, it, it, it was like the worst case scenario if you were somebody who wanted to see some kind of change with the offensive play calling or anything like that. Well, I agree and disagree. If we come out fast immediately next week, I'm not saying every drive, but start to mix it up, kind of like the Patriots used to do when they were playing that short pass game offense that they were running. They'd come out one series and they'd run fast. They'd come out the next series, slow it down and run the ball. If you remember that, they would just vary. If we come out and make that change, then I would disagree that it didn't show us something. What it showed you is he operates better in that world. 
That's why he's been such a good comeback guy in the fourth quarter. Yep. He likes going fast. Yep. So let's just see if that works, if he's been better at that, because the regular isn't working too well. So no. just give it a try. Come out you know, two series of your first five series and just go quick and see if it makes any difference. Yeah. But I agree with the sentiment that you know maybe it masks the fact that we saw nothing different for you know two quarters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, because it it was easy to say in a hopeful way before the Jags game that if we lose and we lose in a heartbreaking fashion, that not a heartbreaking, but if we lose and it just looks like shit again, then something has to change. Like it's easy to to say that, and it's just there was just a different feeling after the game. Like it just didn't feel. It felt like. Yeah, we said that, but it just feels like we're going to do the same old shit again. Like Dennis Allen's favorite line. Yeah, just keep doing what we're doing. Uh, we're working hard to fix it. Definition uh, of insanity. Yeah. It's the, he did you, come out this week and he said it's time for the offensive stuff to stop. Like it, it's, now, and it's, it's way past due, but he finally said something like we can't accept that. It's the first thing he said in, that I thought was slightly negative where, yes, our problem is our offense right now. Yeah, and I hope him saying that means he's willing to do something about it. You know, because I'm not, you know, I'm not yet convinced that when he says stuff like that, that that means we're going to see any action. Because he's continuously said, oh, he said a lot of things. He just, you know, gives the, it's like worse than politician answers in the press conference. Yeah, and it's not his forte either. We know that being in front of cameras and, and answering these questions, he, he's not fluent at it. He doesn't have that patent way of dealing with media or many of the other coaches. He's pretty poor at it. Yeah. Um, but you're forced to say something with the NFL rules, and you're forced to take those interviews. Ideally, he wouldn't have to say much, but there's no way to avoid it, and he happens to be fucking terrible at it. Even, <laughs> yeah. even when we look good, he's still bad at answering the questions. Yeah, we, we might have a pound for – like if we didn't have the worst like red zone offense looking – worst looking red zone offense, like we might have pound for pound like the worst uh, press conference head coach coordinator combination. <laughs> oh, man, it's awful. They're terrible. Because when you get uh, Carmichael up there, God, he, he just looks like he's ready to just like the, – like cringe levels of uncomfortable. They are they are the black hole of charisma. <laughs> Neither one of them has any of it. That's a fact. And sometimes, I mean, you know, Belichick's the same way, I guess, as far as his personality. But you know, it, I don't know if there's another comparable to that level of like just not giving a shit. Well, Belichick, it. it's it's patently obvious that he's doing it on being purpose, sarcastic. You know, and yeah. Yeah, even when, when he gets a little smirk, so like. Yeah. You know, do it, do it that way. But if he or, was three and four and twenty and forty as a head coach, it yeah. probably wouldn't be as funny. If he was, if he was eighteen and forty-two, <laughs> 18, and career, eighteen and four, whatever, it wouldn't be funny. No. Um, okay. Switching, you know, to the Colts preview. You know, we've kind of had Garner Minshew's number uh, over the last few games. Do y'all think that DA's got something on him? Garner just hasn't performed well because I didn't watch the Colts Browns game, but all the reports were that uh, Indy looked pretty good and the Browns have had the best defense in the league and they put up 38 points on them what do you, what do you yeah think I didn't that? I didn't like this matchup in our preview pod when we talked about it you know to me it looks like a it, it looked like a loss and we know how good the roster was we talked a lot about that right before the season this looked like a loss or at least a very very tough game and my feelings on that haven't changed at all you know I, I really I don't see us winning tomorrow if we're being honest you okay. know, I, I see this three-game stretch, and it's a pivotal three-game stretch, but this, this just smells like one and two coming out of this stretch. People keep pointing to, to this game, the Bears game, Vikings, as like, you know, it's like the hope is creeping back in. And I'm like, why are people letting the hope creep back in? I mean, look, I want us to win all of the, all of the remaining games. Uh, is there always a chance that 
something just clicks? Like, are we maybe very close on offense? I don't know. I'm not an offensive expert. I'm a fan. I know what I've seen before. I know what I've seen out of this team, seen out of the players we have on the team. But when you look over the next three or four games and people are saying, like, man, if we can just take care of business and just, you know, win like three out of these four games or maybe even go four and oh we'll really you know be in good position with the nfc south and i'm like what evidence what makes you think after watching the games to this point that we even can be the ones talking about winning three out of four or winning four games before the season it looked like you know there weren't a lot of games on the schedule uh that we can't win you know it it was like almost none we talked about it in the season preview how easy the schedule looked now you can't say that about any game i can't look at any team on our schedule and say like oh yeah we're definitely winning that game or we should win that game like it has completely flip-flopped based on the quality of play so when i look at the next four games yeah sure they might be weak teams but what have the saints shown you to make you think that just because it's a weak team that we should win we right now we shouldn't be just pegged in to win any of the games left on our schedule, it's, got, it's a show-me thing. I'm not saying we're going to lose all of them, but you can't just peg, them, peg us in. Well, I think what gives you hope is the division because I think they all feel the same way right now. No, yeah. one's, no one's happy with what they look like. We have the highest-scoring offense in our division. Yeah, That's how bad our division is. Insane. That is all we do is talk about um, how terrible our offense is, and it's literally the best in the division. That's yeah. insane. So... There's hope there. There has to be. Because you're a game out, you play that team twice. Yeah. Okay? So there's hope. Uh, do I think any game is losable and any game is winnable? The rest of them? Yeah, of course. Until yeah. they show something. It, and it's the NFL. Like, every team's coming to play. Chicago comes out and blows somebody out and then gets beat by 30 the next week. You know, the Patriots beat the Bills. Like, this yeah. stuff happens. Yeah. So, and we're nowhere near the level of the Bills. So you could lose any game anyway. But I think you have to have hope when you still control we control our own destiny right yeah i mean still, right now we control our own destiny for the season seven games in the season so you can't just abandon hope you just have to and our offense doesn't have to get good our offense has to get decent yeah it doesn't have to get good we're i think it's been established and, and if it hasn't been it should be that we the common denominator in all of our losses so far are that we have beat ourselves implode right and what's impressive to me about that like we have lost That's what bad teams do though they beat themselves yeah but the impressive part about that being the reason for our losses is that it hasn't mattered if it's a good opponent or a bad opponent like some people have the jacks i was listening to espn radio and uh they were doing a top five of per conference list and there's people that legitimately have the jaguars as the third best team in the afc right now which is crazy and and so like you could have beaten the third best team in the afc but you couldn't get out of your own way right you know and it's like but at the same time you also lose to like a poor what it should be labeled as a poor bucks team and it's the same exact issue like yeah you just didn't get out of your way you didn't get blown out they weren't you know i feel like the bucks kind of rolled over that looked like they were ready to play and we weren't to yeah. me in that that's the one game that's yeah. the most troubling to me but i agree with you we weren't the, out of or the, the game or the packers you know like the packers game was easily there were many opportunities in that game to just yeah. like win, take a winning field goal potentially put it away and so it's like you have a bad team like the packers and then a good team like the jags but both games it's the same issue it just shows you that it's an inside thing it's it and it goes back to what we said last episode episodes before that sign of a not not well coached team But I would also say the NFL margins are super small. And when your kicker influences two games the way he did, if we were 
right now, let's say those two games go our way because he doesn't miss those kicks, those three kicks in the two games. One, the game winner, then the two kicks in the other game. Five and two. It's crazy. With a bad offense. And everyone's saying a completely different thing right now. But the margins are so small when you don't make those plays, yeah. you lose in the NFL because we're not a great team. We yeah. all, none of us thought we were a great team. We all thought we could win the South. I mean, Max did pick us as Super Bowl champs, but other than that. <laughs> hey, it, but it could still happen. We all, it could. All you got to do is make the playoffs. That's why I say there's hope. All you got to do is make the playoffs. The Giants did it, made what, a run what, at the what, last five games of the season. What was our record through the first four games in 2006? Do you all remember off the top of your head? Because I, I think we started three. We started three. Yeah. Okay, yeah. bad bad reference. But <laughs> but there's teams that have started like the the Super Bowl winning Giants. You know, it's not started un- slow. It's yeah. not unprecedented to have a losing record, maybe by one game, seven games in. Forty ers last year probably win the Super Bowl. If That's they right. Get hurt. Yeah. They started very so, slow. It's not unprecedented to just come out the gates like you know with shit out of order and it causing you to lose. It Especially it sucks. It TV. sucks to watch as fans, and I think we've all said this. I just want to watch. I just want to enjoy these games. Like yeah. and right now, Matt, like Max said last episode, he has enjoyed his time in the Superdome thus far for six whole minutes. I mean, and I've, I've mentioned being generous. I mentioned it to. Uh, you it know, is not going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah. Let's be honest. I, we're all spoiled, especially our generation, watching fifteen years of Breeze. Yeah. And now we want to see those type of fun. Even when we lost with Breeze, we always had a chance, and he yeah. was thrown for five hundred yards if we there were was, losing. Uh, so, and if if there was a game where Breeze had z- there was zero touchdowns from the Saints, or there was no splash plays, like that was certainly the exception, not the norm. And uh, with uh, th- this team, it's it's like I was talking with my brother and uh, my friend Eric about it both of whom are, are here with us on location, uh, that it's like going to church on Sundays. It's turned into like, I got to do it. I know I'm not going to necessarily have like the most fun, but I got to go sit my ass in that seat. And, and you know, now, whether or not we all go to church every Sunday, that's a different topic. But it's like when you were a kid and your parents are like, all right, got to watch this game. Because I'm not, I'm not going to not watch the Saints. I mean, I'm going to watch the game course, no matter what. Of course. But I know right now, I don't think it's going to be a fun thing to watch. You just got to drink a little it's more. It's like going to mass. Just keep drinking. <laughs> Especially yeah. when we're on off. Yeah, that's our, uh, our health. But let me ask you this. Health notes. If I had day. to force you to pick a bright spot okay. of the last two weeks of the offense, could you come up with anything? Man, that's tough. I mean, over, the, over how? The, just the last two games. The like, last two games? Because after after Tampa, we were in shambles, right? Like so, like that's when I feel like we all said we're drawing a line. And since then, we've lost two games, right? No, we won one and then lost two. We beat the we beat the hell out of the Patriots. Everyone had a little bit of optimism. Then we came out and had those two performances. But just on the offense, there's two things I think I'll I'll say first because I know I'm more optimistic than you guys on offense about a potential not a turnaround but an improvement. Okay, the offensive line that's the best two games they played. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't perfect. It was be- what we saw in the first four games of the season was a catastrophe. It wasn't a catastrophe the last two weeks. Something got better. We've bench penning. We've made changes. We we, we brought in Cam. But we, we did a bunch of things with a makeshift line, and it looked better. Something changed there. I'm not giving credit to the coaches. Maybe the players started playing. Whatever it is, it got a little bit better. Um, and then we moved the ball better as as a whole. We had drives of way less three and outs, over 400 yards both games, one time of possession both games. It looked just a little bit different. It wasn't great. We didn't score. We failed when it counted. Same, all that same shit was still going on. But those two things give you, if you convert one more red zone 
yeah. in both of games and get four more points. We scored, what, 24 and dropped a touchdown to go for 31 points last week. That's better than we've been. It was not great. The first and, half was terrible, but it it's was, better. And it was against a much better, a much better team. opponent. Right. You know? So uh, I haven't given right. up complete hope. We talked about it in the, in the beginning of the season. We all said, hey, this is going to take three games, four games, five. All of us were saying, Carr's got to figure it out. Carr has figured out some stuff and has looked really bad on some stuff. Um, if he stays like this all year, we're in deep trouble. We know that. I yeah. think that's fair to say. Yeah. Do I think there's a scenario where they start to figure a couple things out to start scoring four or five more points a game? I do, from what I saw the last two weeks. Could we be a 22-point team instead of a 19-point team? That team's going to win games. Yeah. With the defense. Well, yeah. I, they should. If the defense keeps playing the way it's been playing. Uh, or even, well, not in the first half. They've been terrible in the first, last two first halves. Yeah, but for, for the whole game. If they can continue to hold teams to – You still trust them, though, right? Around, you know, maybe overall? Not, not the Jags getting 31, but, like, if most games, uh, yeah. I mean, I trust them. Well, I say that, though. I do have some concerns with the idea that our defense as a whole is not young. And as the season goes on, uh, they could start to slow down or it's going to take longer, maybe harder for them to recover. So I haven't seen that completely kill us. I mean, maybe the the, Chris, the Kirk touchdown in the Jags game is an example of, like, not really having anybody on the field that could just, like, go chase him down or, like, not get completely smoked across, like, on the crossing yeah, route in the first a, place. It was a badass route, though, too. It was so a badass it, route. I mean, a badass route, I mean – uh, Lawrence put it on exactly where he didn't have to break stride because yeah. you see it so many so often. We've seen Carr hit crossing routes where the guy has to stop, and then by the time he starts running again, he gets tackled. I mean, if you hit a guy perfectly stride on those types of routes in the NFL, they it's like it's like running a jet sweep, but like ten yards down the field. Right, and the problem is everyone's you backs know? to the play at that point. If you because they were running, they were running goes on the outside. If it's and, a nice play design, yep. then like Doug Peterson did. I mean, uh, our, our wonderful Zoom call interview was a false start um, though. That they yeah, I saw so. that. <laughs> NFL's just like giving it hasn't been giving a shit about false starts. They're just like, yeah, we'll just sometimes. Look. NFL's sometimes. like, yeah, these are look, these are big guys. We'll give them half a step this year, okay? You know, we haven't given the offense enough advantages yet, so let's just let the big the big guys like get half a step in these games. And then you get like the offensive line defenders, the retired offensive linemen, being like, "That's perfect timing. Look at it. Look at when the ball snapped." Is like he definitely he like, missed it. He, he missed it. Like, he came out the blocks. Man, okay. I watched the Eagles game. I guess it was Monday night. Same Their thing. offensive tackles fall started ninety percent of the plays. Lane's it's, the best in the league at it. He's the best in the league at it. Was it, he really Lane was Johnson? He out there Lane Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. He it, he false starts every play. Every play. Never gets called. Every never play. gets called. And they didn't call one penalty against the Eagles the other day. So. The NFL still has an officiating problem. This is yeah. not new news. That's not why we lost. That's not what we're saying. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. No, they no, did no, miss no. the call. But, yeah, there was – yeah. But, yeah, I mean, so I do have some concerns about the defense uh, with their age and how they are going to perform as the season goes on, like, later in the year. But, you know, it hasn't really reared its head yet to me. Uh, we played a tough offense, uh, a really good offense in the Jags, so they put up points. Uh, but teams that we should have held to – Seven of those was the pick six, though. And that, that's yeah. true. They, they, the offense is 24. So, yeah, I mean, like holding a Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson offense is 24 points, I think is nice and good. Uh, the other teams we've held to 20 or under, we should have. So, so far, so good. I think, so going back to the bright spot on the offense, I think that's a really good question. I want to say, I want to say Kamara. That was, that's, that was my thought. Uh, you know, he obviously had some missed assignments. Like, everyone's head was in the clouds in that Jags game. I mean, I think. In the beginning, yeah. It, it, yeah. Uh, and I've said this, too, about the reason, I think, 
so uh, before I get okay, Camara I think is a bright spot. I think overall, uh, I think Mike Thomas is a close second, but he just hasn't been getting enough touches to like be like, oh great. But he's consistent. He's had a consistently like solid campaign so far. Did y'all see that stat? Um, somebody put it out there. I don't remember who. Sorry. Um, about separation and being open. And we all know yeah. Mike Thomas is never technically open, but always open. Right. Yeah. So he was, I think, second worst in the league in separation, which is, it, it, which that's his career. It's right. not like a drop off. We always talk about how adept Alave is at running routes. And like, he was in the middle of the road. Very middle of the road. Hmm. Not, not, on the, not on the good end at all. Shahid was like number one in the NFL. In, Shahid was like top three yeah, something in that, like that. category. So, yeah. so he had like seven plus Because, well, you know, obviously he's got a higher percentage of go routes. But, like, when he does a double move, he just makes people look silly. Yeah. He's like, you know, I think 30 yards of separation at that point. But, um, you know, I think go back to that. Uh, it was circulating around and everybody had a take on it that it was like some uh, answer to the, the problems of did Olave do a good job or – was a car. I'm was so a, sick of seeing that play. That that uh, not the play, <laughs> but um, JT O'Sullivan had that video out, and uh, yeah, yeah and then, then Chase, Chase Daniel Daniels had his rebuttal, and I didn't see Chase's. It's like everyone is trying to throw in their two cents about that whole game. I am ready to leave that game in the past. Yeah, uh, maybe this can be our official 28 burial of it. Burial we definitely of, of the Jags game. Well, one last thing to say about that: the play and the <laughs> Almost analysis. Done. We of want to it. speak of the dead one more time. No, this is just, just the last thing I'm going to say <laughs> about it. We've touched on how pro football focus the ones that do their weekly grades and all that, people only use those stats to push whatever narrative, and we all do it. Correct. If yeah, it's yeah, a player correct. we like, we're like, oh, look, he graded out mm-hmm. PFF as this yeah. this week. If it's someone you don't like and someone brings that stat up to you, like, ah, that's PFF. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, it was right. like the it's game Olave dropped now. one at the goal line. I forget what game it he was. He zero drops yeah. this year. Zero drops this year still, <laughs> the one he dropped at the goal line. Right. He, had, he was the number one rated PFF yeah. that week for us. So like, it's the same principle with these videos. It's like if, if you don't like, you know, Derek Carr, you're going to go look at the J.T. O'Sullivan video go, hey, look at this video. J.T. O'Sullivan broke it down. Yep. If you don't like Olave and you do like Carr, you're probably going to go to the Chase Daniel video and be like, man, look, yeah. Chase Daniel broke it down this way. You know how bad it is? We're watching videos from J.T. O'Sullivan and Chase Daniel <laughs> about what right. to think. Yeah. That's how bad it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess like when I saw Chase came out with him, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this is a good point. He did actually play in this offense. But, it, but I'm like, again... Uh, you know, Ryan tweeted out. He's like, "Come suit up, Chase." It's like, yeah. God, shit, I'd consider it." <laughs> I mean, it, it's just funny though because people—it's it's turned into this either or with Olave and Carr over the last couple of yeah. weeks, and that's not the case. We touched on it numerous times, online and offline. All of it's a cumulative effort over the whole offense. Everyone has blood on their hands at this point. Yep, everyone is underperforming. Someone we all everyone like. has. Yeah, everyone. Look, we cheer for whoever's wearing the colors of the team. You know, we've been over this multiple times. Like, I'm rooting for the logo. Yep. So, whoever's wearing the uniform, I'm going to pull for them. Yeah. And there's a whole camp of Saints fans that hate Derek Carr right now. There's a whole camp of Saints fans who hate Chris Olave. There's another whole camp of Saints fans who, you know, fire Dennis Allen. And it's this tribalism that's just gone fucking bananas. It's, yeah. I mean, people it, are... It's wild. There's a civil war going on on Saints Twitter. <laughs> which is right weird. Now. Like, why are it's, we trying to pick the one problem with a team that has... People want to have players the, across the board. Like yeah. we all love Foster. That was a bad. That was a bad drop. It was a bad drop. It was bad. He, we love him. We all love him. Love him. But we take. We're taking turns in that role. He should have caught making, it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a touchdown. And, you know. And I think, like you said, it's it, it's not. There's no weight of. We're not waiting. Like, are there people out there who are defending Carr and defending like the guys who they think are their boys? Uh, yeah, there are people. 
like blindly defending their pet player and when it's car it, the people that are blindly defending car look like assholes just completely asinine stupid takes because you can't really defend him like from a to z like he has had serious flaws um he can't be defended the way some people defend him people that are blindly defending olave like olave has had mistakes this year yeah it's a fact does that mean that you have to either like defend him and say Olave has done nothing wrong. He should not have gotten the ire from Derek Carr or their fans. It's like, well, we've said it. I've said, I've already said it. Like, no, Derek Carr should not have fucking screamed at him on a football field on national TV. That is not what leaders do. He, that is a lapse in leadership to do that as the face of the franchise. But it does not mean that Olave is not a player on this team who has had mistakes. And so you have to look at it across the board. And I'll say, you know, my last thing, I guess, in this uh, burial service of that game is that it the game is exemplary of the fact that in my opinion and i haven't really because it's not there's no way to know this i haven't seen people really put this out there this team is all up in their own heads this team is pushing this team is pressing they are not playing free they're not playing loose they're not playing like they're having fun and if you look at teams like the chiefs like when the bills offense is flying uh you know, any high scoring, our, our own team, when we were, you know, Breeze, Thomas, Churnin, 2011, the 2019, it was fun. Like those guys were, you know, the, the Rams, we're blowing out the Rams or the Eagles. They were blowing out the Eagles when the, were the color rush and the, you're in the dome and they're playing uh, Chapa style and you've got AK and MT on the Jumbotron dancing, like just crowd getting hyped. Like that was when these guys were having fun. No one's having fun right right now out there. I'm not saying they're playing well enough to where they should be dancing on the Jumbotron. They're not. But it's like when they're out there, everyone's so... It seems like they're playing like they're so afraid to screw something up. Cars' passes are being like placed in there. He's guiding them. He's trying to, to, to just... He's not just throwing it. The one time we saw the Saints play without really pressing was when they had to in the hurry up. And so I think that's why we want them to go back to it. But this... This offense just needs to get out of their own heads from uh, like across the board. Maybe yeah. Thomas is focused in, AK might be focused in, but Carr's in his own head. Alave's clearly in his own head. But they both made mistakes. Not well. They both Mike, made mistakes. But like, but AK's made some mistakes. Too. They've made mistakes, and so like they just need to get out of their own damn heads. I think it is a mental thing, uh, and and just just play. Just go out there and play. That's I just want to see it. That's it. So that okay. That's, so that's my take. I think it's we're pretty similar in most things. You know, I, I on this. I, I have, you know, less animosity towards Carr and his behavior in the field. I mean, there's been competitors in, in sports that do this stuff. It's, well, to me, it's just sports. It's fine. We don't need to get emotional about it. It's emotional. It's frustrating. It's, it's whatever. And I don't think he did anything so egregious to Alave that bothered me. But I understand why it bothers people. I get it. You can, you can say it, you know, looks like a bad leader or whatever. But, you know, Tom Brady did this. Well, Kobe did this. George did, did it. But Breeze did it. Everybody did it. You're naming champion fair enough. if we're gonna make that the criteria it. fine i like, look at it as someone trying to win and maybe he overreacted a little i would agree it was an overreaction yes that he shouldn't do it but at the end of the day this is sports and this is it's a grown man i don't, game. I don't have any it's issue fine. with him being passionate with him getting intense it's football you're right uh you should be intense and passionate but like if you're the dude like do be intense and passionate like with a one-on-one with your own player I mean, how, who does it help? I hear you. Ideally, I, I'm not disagreeing that like, ideally that's what it comes we're, we're out. We're beating as. a dead horse right. here. It's just to me, it is what it is. It's, I bet he is, went to a lobby. This is a burial service. So. 
I bet he went to a lobby after and said, "Hey, man, like, yeah, bad and, on he, that. and he said he did. No big deal. So, and, yeah. and, and the lobby's like, cool. It's fine. He's probably dealt with that. We before, obviously but, think it's a much bigger deal as fans because we lost. Yeah. So <laughs> if we'd have won, he'd been like, what leadership? But anyway. if Olave catches the winning touchdown, look at that. He got on Olave. The next route was, you know, it's, it's all circumstances. We're, we're, yeah. yep. But we need to talk about the Colts at least a little bit, I think. Yeah. 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 So I think we kind of touched on them. Uh, Let's just say this, though. For the record, we are all pulling for every single person that wears black and gold. Yes. We all want Derek Carr to succeed just like we want Chris Olave to succeed. Yeah. It's okay to pull for both of them. You don't have to pick a side and say, well, I want this one to succeed, but I don't want the other one to. We yeah. all want everyone wearing black and gold to succeed. That's the end. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, we're not defending one any more than we're going to defend the other. There's exactly. just there's no point. In they doing all that. have room for improvement. Yeah, there's no point in doing that as fans. And honestly, when you know you have a player who's so good, you get you get more frustrated when that player doesn't doesn't do well. Exactly. Because you just you know the potential that's there. No okay. one getting upset when uh, Keith Kirkwood comes out and puts up a goose egg every single game <laughs> yeah. because we don't expect shit out of him. Yeah, we're like, expecting stuff out of Olave. Exactly. We're expecting stuff exactly. out of uh, Carr. So yeah. All right. So Colts a little bit. Do we just want to? Like, uh, I mean, I don't know how much really we, – we talked about the game itself. You know, we're going up against Garner. I think, you know, that they're bringing in Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor's on the team, and, you know, he's back from his time off. He's already played a few games now, so he's probably feeling com- – He pretty, looked good last week, Feeling too. pretty comfortable now. Yeah. Um, and – I mean, you know, honestly, we could probably just dive into predictions on I, That's this, what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't know there's a whole lot to talk about the Colts team themselves because, we, like we said, we've been – it, the Saints' biggest opponent it's this themselves. coming week is themselves. Yeah, like the New Orleans Saints are the Saints' biggest opponent. So, well, let's let let's, uh, on, let's, let's let Nick start us off with a yeah, prediction. So let's roll into predictions, Nick. What you got? Who's uh, who's going to log them? Uh, Corey, Corey, will log them. Yeah. Um, I'm not overly worried about their offense, even with Jonathan Taylor back. Um, I think Pittman's the type of receiver that Lattimore tends to do very well with. Um. You know, Max and I were talking about the other day. The only the only guys who give him fits are those really quick twitch type of guys, route runners that are you know like Jordan Jefferson. We were using, but he beats everybody in the league. The bigger physical guys seem to fit into Lattimore's game real well, so I'm not overly worried about that. They don't have a ton of other weapons on the outside. Um, Taylor's amazing, but we've other than a couple busted plays in the run game this year, we've been solid as usual in the run game. So I think that's where we focus. Gardner's not going to run a lot, which has hurt us in previous weeks with Stroud and Lawrence, you know, getting – and even Baker a few weeks prior to that, getting critical third-down yeah. conversions with, the, with their legs. I think Menchu's a little bit less likely to pick those up than those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm see, I, I think we hold them in the teens. Um, and then I'm with y'all. I have no fucking idea on offense. Like <laughs> – is it could it be a breakout game? Could it be the same old thing? I believe any of those things can happen. So, what you uh, got? Prediction? Yeah, seventeen Quit. to seventeen. <laughs> wow, tie. <laughs> you know, if any season was going to be a Saints tie, I think this would be the season we have a tie. Uh, they've they've reduced the overtime. You know, it's easier to get a tie nowadays. And good lord, I don't. Are you really predicting a tie? I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I like. Seem despondent. You have not picked against them yet. I know that's Fair the done. problem. Like I feel like I should, but there's I, a, I, I well, don't want to. I think I guess that's a nice little transition. Like it's <laughs> putting your toes in the water of predicting a loss. <laughs> You're going from I'm s- easing into it. Seven wins. I'm not ready for a loss, so I'll go tie. <laughs> I, I dog y'all for picking them seventeen and zero basically in the in the in before the season, and I'm <laughs> yeah. the one picking a seventeen. Oh, Corey, you've had a win every. No, you had us lose one. Max had us lose two. Yeah, and we all Max and I have the same record. 
and Corey's Ma- one game behind us. Yeah, Max is the only one to correctly predict a loss Correct. so far. Correct. And we've had four of them, so we're, we're not doing too good on the predictions. Yeah. All right, quit uh, dancing around. What you got? <laughs> uh, You're going full Corey treatment on this. You really are. You, Fuck you, it. 27-17 Saints. I'm staying with it. All right. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Who's your offensive MVP? Who's your car? He's going to shut everybody up. Car and Alave. Okay. Car and Alave are going to fucking cook. So you're moving towards a, yep. a kumbaya moment. I'm thinking Car over Alave. over Car over 270 and Alave over 100. Right. And they're the reason we win. And they just tell everybody shut the fuck up about the drama on the field. I like it. Defense. Demario okay. um, might not play. That was where he's going to go with it with the run game, but he might not play. So I'll say Cam in the run game especially, and hmm. um, we hold them under 100 rushing yards. And um, That would be impressive with Jonathan with them, Taylor. And they're a running team. And so I'm going to say Cam and the D-line. I'll pick Cam as the player, two tackles for loss. So um, this is basically Cam's breakout game since like week since one. Since week three. Yeah, week yeah. two or three, whatever it was. Okay. Um, yeah, but this, this is the type of game Cam, I think, becomes an elite DE because they want to run and he's still doing that at a very, very good pace. His pass rush, obviously we've seen, it seems like it's dipped a bit, but in the run game, he's still a freaking animal and, and stout. So I'm going to say, I'm going to give Cam that with two tackles for loss and we hold them under 20 points, under hundred rushing yards and 300 yards offense. All right. Very specific. Well, Corey, we'll save you for last since this is your weekend. Yeah, thanks. But um, all right, I'm going to keep it a little shorter than Nick just did with his Corey impersonation. Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and we say we can't have two Corys. I mean, you, have, two you, even have, you even busted out one of my jokes earlier. That was, I mean, you're. <laughs> well, see, it's a full tribute to you this weekend. Yeah, apparently, I, it's, it's nice. That's very nice. I'm going to go against my better judgment. I'm going to go ahead and say 24 to 21 Saints. I think that we've uh, proven that we have Gardner Minshew's number. I'd be a lot more worried if Anthony Richardson were playing just from the uh, mobility standpoint. Uh, but Gardner Minshew, being, being that he's starting, I'm going to go ahead and say 24-21 Saints. I think Carr does have one of his better games. But I'm going to go ahead and say Kamara is MVP, rushing touchdown and receiving touchdown. So offensive MVP, Kamara. Defensive MVP. Hmm. I'm go. You know what? Cam. Cam Jordan. He's been quiet for the last couple of weeks. So you and Nick are going the same guy. Yeah, I'm gonna say Cam. He hasn't. He hasn't really done much in the last couple of weeks. It just feels like he's gonna get one or two sacks this week. Okay. So 24-21 Saints. Oh, and uh, special teams watch. I'll go ahead and say Groupie makes his only field goal attempt at the game. But misses four extra points. Now, you do have us winning by three. Is he going to be kicking it to win the game, or is he going to kick it earlier in the game? No, I think he kicks it earlier in the game, and we get a go-ahead touchdown late in the game. I think it's going to be a screen pass to Kamara that gets busted for like 30 yards or something. That would be nice because it means we would not have to huddle and take snaps in the end zone. Yeah, or four, or four snaps from. I mean, the that's one. what we, we just need to bypass the the red zone and just keep you running. Know. Bo God. Jackson, it just go straight through the fucking. Head exactly, that would be lovely. I would love that. Um, All right, so what you got? I'm just uh, making sure I'm recording these notes for next time. Um, all right. So for the season, Nick and I are tied, and you're one behind us, right? Yeah, I need to catch up. So going loss. 
There it is. What you got? It's, it's sitting there for you to take it. Go against the grain. Yeah. Somehow his prediction is going to involve Marcus May. I can just feel it. I mean, maybe he has to be deep, the defensive MVP, or he or he loses, or he drops a pick that could have sealed the game. If you keep picking it, one day it's going to happen, Corey. <laughs> yeah. I can't, defensive MVP is going to be third in tackles for this game. Um, he had four tackles. Yeah. God, you know, guys, you're not bringing down a space shuttle here. Come on. I'm going win. Okay. I, I think the law. It's easy to see why we would lose. I think this is because um, we waited too long to do the preview pod this week. Yeah, yeah, I've talked myself into Y'all it. Y'all mellowed out. <laughs> I know. If you would have had me right after the Jags game, be like, loss. Be like seventy nothing. The next game's if a we loss. Recorded yesterday. <laughs> I would have picked us to lose. The, the one after that's a loss. And the one after that's a loss. Like <laughs> Taylor Badgent is going to come in here and just light the dome on fire. When we finished three and fourteen. <laughs> what's right. our draft position? Who do you have? Uh, you have Saints. Right. What's the score? Saints. Uh, I'm. I, I tried to predict this into existence. Um, this isn't what I'm doing now, but I really do think that. We, we tighten up some things on offense. Uh, we score. What's the score? 28 Saints. Four touchdowns? Um, four. We might have – I'm going to go with one – yeah, four uh, offense, four touchdowns. Offense with four touchdowns. So no field goals. Got it. No field goals. So not two safeties and eight field goals. Yeah. I mean, it could be that. <laughs> uh, and I think, I think the defense has a little bit of a well, – Who's your offensive MVP? Offensive MVP is going to be – uh, you, did you go with Kamara? I did, yeah. All right. Um, you can take him as well. Imitation's the highest form of flattery. Go ahead for it. Yeah. I think, I think the offensive MVP is going to be... Oh. Cam Irving. Trevor Penning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. It could be Cam Irving. I mean, but, uh, all right, I'm just going to get on with it. Uh, I'm going to go with Olave. I think Olave comes in... Shutting people up. It's, look, he can either come in completely down... His head could be completely lost after everything that's happened this week, or he can talk to the right people. I think we have the right older leaders in this locker room that can get with him, he lean on his guys like Thomas, lean on his guys like AK, comes in with his head on fire and gets open. I mean, granted, that means that Carr has to put the ball on him. Um, but I think he will. So I think a lot of his offense by MVP, um, you know. 100 yards, what are we talking we're talking like one, one fifth, maybe like one fifteen yards, but his catches are going to come when we need them. Like how several, many touchdowns? Several third down conversions. Uh, he'll have one touchdown, but I think it's going to be more like the way he plays. Like he's going to get open when we need him to get open. He's going to make a ridiculous catch again uh, that doesn't seem like. So he's going to run every route like he's coming home from CBS. Yeah, seventy to thirty-five. Full speed. You know, there we go. Uh, <laughs> when we hit the thirty-five yard line, he's go seventy. There it is. That's the rule. Uh, and so defensive MVP for me is uh, I'm going to I'm going to go with Granderson. I think Minshew to an extent, you know, he's going to catch Minshew, Minshew from the blind side a few times, or if, if Garner tries to run, he's going to think he can get away from, from big creep and he can't Granderson's going to have tackles for loss sacks. Uh, so I'm going Granderson as the uh, defensive MVP. I, I think he at least gets one sack, uh, but punch him down for like at least two tackles for loss. In this one. Cool. Um, so, yeah, that's our predictions. Um, like we said, there's not really a whole lot else to talk about with, with the game itself because the Saints are playing the New Orleans Saints, just like they have been through the first seven games this year. Um, so with that, I think we'll wrap this one up. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in a few days with the uh, recap episode. Yep. So until then, who dat? What a